0: you have to kind of dig in and take time out and find actually what does for work for you. So it's an experiment in, in essence. And then when you find what works for you, then you can go, cool, this is the thing I know I can rely on when I'm feeling a certain kind of way. It's almost like then you, then you're creating like a toolbox for yourself as a grown up. Like I said, the anger kit where I'm like, put the playlist in, do the thing. Even if I have 15 minutes to do it, I can just like, yeah, you know, and get it out.
1: Hello, hi, I'm Erin Vandevin. Thanks for joining me today. This is Medium Lady Talks. This podcast is about figuring out the medium effort way to get the most out of life today. I hope the things I unpack here can role model and invite you to sort out your own ways to live life in the present. This is a show about experimenting to get closer to what matters most. I'm glad you're here, so let's settle in. I'm your host, Erin. This is episode 73. I'm thrilled to invite my guest to today's show. And this is a long-standing returning guest to Medium Lady Talks. Very happy to welcome, on her birthday, Bridget Baker back to the show. Hi, Bridget. Hi.
0: Repeat offender.
1: Repeat <laughs> offender. Yeah. Longtime <laughs> listeners of Medium Lady Talks will know that Bridget had a great episode on minimalism and medium effort back in the early days of season one. We had Bridget come back in season two. We talked about aspirational clutter. That's a great episode. If anyone wants to go back into the archives and find that, that will be linked in the show notes. And today, season three, it's Bridget's annual seasonal appearance on the show. We're going to be talking about joy, gratitude, and we're going to talk a little bit about something that Bridget is designing to really help people with self-identity and self-discovery and all kinds of great stuff. So we're going to have a laid back summer chat today, I feel like. Uh, But first off, happy birthday. Happy
0: birthday. Thank you. I'm excited to be here on my birthday. I couldn't think of a better way to spend it.
1: (laughs) That is a lovely thing to say. You're so, so sweet. (laughs) So for new listeners to the show, why don't you tell us all who you are and what you're all about?
0: Yes. So my name is Bridget. I have a company called Bridget Baker Branding, unveiling my new name. Um, I do branded website design, essentially for people who help people. So consultants, therapists, coaches, anybody really that that is sort of in the business of working with people, helping people that way. And so that has led more and more to not just website design, but the branding pieces of it. So anywhere from personal branding to business branding to rebranding someone's home, So instead of sort of doing interior design, I actually sort of work with how can we make their office space match their brand if they have clients coming into their space and things like that.
1: Amazing. A whole like sort of overlapping of Venn diagrams. Yes. You're here primarily today. We're going to talk a little bit about something new that you're kind of offering your clients and your space. You're about to launch your Branding Summer Camp. So I'd love to talk a little bit about, you know, what summer camp is, what people can expect. And then we can get a little bit into the behind the scenes thinking for you as a service provider or as a brander, a brander? No. <laughs> brand designer. <A> yeah. branded, <laughs> brand advisor and brand designer. Um, what summer camp is meant to uh, take people? What kind of transformation is summer camp going to take people through?
0: You know, people always say take time off, right? Take time off. Um, then we always look at what is time off. It's time off doing nothing. Sometimes you have to check in. Sometimes, yes, time off is I have to just binge any Netflix show from start to finish and just check out. Sometimes that's what you need in time off. But other times um, I usually take a week or so off in the summer because around my birthday also just things slow down. And so I take a week off and I thought, what do I actually want to do this year? And I thought, I want to delve into all of the things I haven't been doing. So whether it's a workbook that I haven't done, a writing exercise, a book I need to read, something like that. And I thought, I wonder if other people geek out on a week off like this too, if they want to actually sort of have a playbook, if you will, of activities. Much like you do with Medium Lady, like I always love and respect how every month you give yourself these challenges. And so sort of giving people like a week of if they went to summer camp, as a kid, that's where they get to grow and learn all these activities and have all these experiences and try all these new things. So what would that look like as an adult to kind of put that play in? Summer camp is not for branding. It's sort of like the what's underneath the branding. Mm. It's all of the stuff I see my clients butt up against. They try to like work really hard to figure things out. And sometimes you actually kind of need to pull back the lens and give yourself a break but an intentional break. And so this is essentially an intentional break. Each day of the seven days, it's meant to be like you sign up, the camp starts on the 20th. Basically, you can either do it every day for those seven days, or you can wait, you can do them at your own pace kind of thing. You could do one a week, you could do whatever works for you. But the point being, it's like every day is sort of a different activity. It's like draw something, dance somewhere, make a playlist. Like it's just kind of fun, almost like teenage slumber party kind of stuff. But that gets you really into your own confidence, your own sense of yourself, your own uniqueness, which is really what is, again, underneath my work that I do with clients is they're like, they'll always say to me, I'm not unique. I'm like everybody else. You know, and I'm like, everybody has something that's their defining characteristic. And that's the thing to sort of amplify, because that's what you build your brand from.
1: So you're encouraging people to join summer camp as a way to protect the time as a way to put a cup, put a few boundaries around yourself to have a really unique experience that leaves you feeling more grounded into yourself because you're going to be engaging in those activities that really are about self expression, self awareness, personal joy, and kind of restful in a lot of ways. Did you go to summer camp as a kid?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, A little bit. So I think part of this leans into that. So for me, summer camp as a kid, I was a professional ballet dancer um, as my first career. So as a kid, summer camp was like dancing, 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 hard work, many hour days. I didn't really get to go play and have fun so much. But the moments of time when I was hanging out with all those people. So I sort of the summer camp was we'd get actually to leave and go somewhere and, and meet new people and have these experiences away from home, which was really fun. Um, and so learning, like what would summer camp, what did I feel like I missed out on? Right. What are the things I feel like I can sort of bring connect with that part of myself that didn't get to go to camp because she did something really serious at a young age. Ah. So in a way, it's sort of that permission slip, like you get to play, you get to have fun. I turned 50 last year. So constantly been leaning into like, who says I'm too old to do this? Or who says anybody's too old? Or usually when people have small children, then they start playing again. They go, oh, cool. We get to go to the water park because we have kids, right? (laughs) So those kinds of things, like what if you could find ways to do these things for yourself and they don't have to be complicated. They don't have to be hard. It can be an hour um, or it can be an entire day or something like that.
1: I went to a couple summer camps as a young kid. And what is really resonating with me is there is something about isolating the time Mm -hmm. and isolating the people and then having a transformative experience that's sort of created in this like micro environment or this like microbiome of person, place and time. And yes. I remember distinct experiences of feeling like I'll never be the same after this camp experience, you know, even as like, you know, in in my like high school, like later high school years, having had a camp experience that was only a week and thinking, Mm -hmm. huh, that was uh, people I people I didn't know and probably wouldn't have spent time with otherwise
0: Mm -hmm.
1: in an environment physical environment that was like on a lake, but distinctly separated from, you know, this is before social media. So I certainly wasn't like (laughs) checking in on my phone with my parents or my friends back home and really feeling like I had kind of engaged in this period of self-discovery and self-expression because I was really unhindered by the roles and the ways that I was showing up for the people in my life. Not that that's like super heavy as a teenager, but it was definitely Mm
0: -hmm.
1: freeing to sort of show different sides of my personality to new people who had no other frame
0: of reference. Exactly. Yeah, it's sort of this. It's like this found time to reinvent yourself. I um, yeah. used to go to music festivals in the summer. So that was kind of my adult summer camp in a way. Um, Burning Man, one of them is probably the biggest one that I went to. But there, there is, there's sort of like this before, again, before social media, before we were all on our phones documenting it as it's happening, you really got to drop into an experience And really be present and really be grateful to what was happening around you. And it would be amazing just sort of how that would reorganize your brain into, Mm -hmm. wow, I've got this sort of magic time where almost like time doesn't exist. It's like and and then suddenly it's like it's over what what happened and you're you are you're a different person on the other side of it and so it's easy to get so busy even when we have a vacation we're like busy on our vacation a lot of times people are going oh i have to get all these things into the vacation or i have to document the whole vacation on social media yeah or you know whatever that version of that is and so yeah what what are ways to actually really take time out and be more aware of, wow, what do I actually really want right now? What's actually really fun mm-hmm. for me right now? Mm-hmm. And and I think that, again, then like you come out the other side of it and you go, oh, wow, I want to change something. Or, oh, wow, I don't want to change anything. My life is amazing, but it was cool to take a week off and <laughs> yeah. figure that out how great my life actually is, right? Why do you think people might need summer camp?
1: Or who's the person that you're really hoping to – uh, call out to? Who's the person
0: that you've seen needing something like this? Yeah. So the, I think the person is someone that, similar to me, you, <laughs> does a lot of personal development work, geeks out on it, going to therapy. So they're handling that part. They're reading all the books. They're handling that part. You know, They're exercising. They're handling that part. They're sort of like taking care of all these things. But there's one piece that, especially as you get older, I find it's harder to just play and have fun. It's like we, we don't give ourselves permission to do that for some reason. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we really miss out on we really miss out on the experience of what that creates for you in the rest of your life to take that time.
1: I see. I see. So can I shorten what you said? Yes. You're looking to appeal to people who are taking themselves too seriously.
0: One hundred percent. Yeah.
1: Guilty. I've been guilty of that many times. Right. There's a,
0: there's a term I learned, uh, not from my therapist, but from another. I have many therapist friends and clients too, um, called industrious. We're industrious people. Like we like to do things. Right. And so this is sort of leaning into this, like, all right, I'll do the thing. You've got an exercise for me every day, every day. Great. But these exercises, so to speak, are, more like camp activities. They're more like designed to sort of get you out of your head, get you out of the like logic and reason. And am I good enough? Am I smart enough? What do I, how do I, am I doing this right? It's like, there is no right way, you know, and letting yourself sort of play and experiment.
1: So for those listening, Summer Camp with Bridget is going to basically be this guided experience that's going to appeal to your inner industrious self, the inner part of you that loves checkboxes, that loves a to-do list, that loves a schedule. Bridget's going to give you that structure. And then within that structure, you're going to kind of go through the back door of self-discovery, self-awareness, play, joy, and probably maybe shed a little bit of the armor that you carry around to kind of keep yourself feeling like you're on the up and up every day. Exactly. So let's talk a little bit more about that, that idea of play and joy. Mm -hmm. You know, you feel you feel like something that there's more to it there. there. People need more play and joy. People don't need necessarily a brand redesign. People don't need necessarily to start a new project. People don't need necessarily ways to show up and tell the world that they're productive. We've all kind of really leaned into that. I think in the years post the pandemic, how am I showing up? How am I hustling? But then there's counterbalance by this fact that we're all really burnt out and really really tired. So we're chasing something. Yeah. And sometimes we're chasing this idea of self fulfillment through productivity because we're so darn tired. But we also feel like we're we've kind of I personally have been fighting against every now and then the sense of inertia is like everything is moving so fast and yet nothing is changing. And Mm -hmm. what can I produce to show to myself that I'm like making progress? And I'm not always in that headspace because I spend a lot of time being self-reflective and I spend a lot of time giving myself tasks that snap me out of that. Mm -hmm. But I know a lot of people who feel like I'm not enough and I could never be enough. So let's talk about play and delight as the antidote to that really kind of uh, borderline toxic narrative that we're all kind of feeding off of, whether we're trying to resist it or not. I think it's become really pervasive part of the cultural
0: conversation. Yeah, it's like you said, that pandemic pivot, like there was, in a way, the good news was much like when you're in college or you're in this space where you're like, I could be anything, I could do anything when I grow up. And there's like, like suddenly we had this, this, everything slowed down. The world slowed down. Mm -hmm. A lot of people went to, went back, worked at home. They had like a, a, a shift in their consciousness in a way. And it was like, oh, maybe I should be doing more. And these desires like started bubbling up inside of us. These feelings of like, there's parts of me that aren't like expressed in the world, right? Like you with your podcast and finding your voice and all these things. Like it's so cool to see the way that that has gotten expressed in the world and how you still carry that into the world. But I think it got, there was a little bit of a phase where it was like, we should monetize this. This has to be a business. I have to, you know, and I did it too. I like tried three different things other than the business I had was working great, but somehow it was like, that's not enough. I need to do three more businesses because I have all these ideas and so there was kind of this space of like, what if I have those ideas and they're just fun and they just, who knows where they go? They could be big. Um, as you know, like having a podcast like you do, for example, it's like you need to share these things in the world. You're sharing these things, right? And so you feel that satisfaction of your voice getting heard in some way, whether it's a blog or just taking pictures, how Instagram used to be. And we used to just share pictures and like, look at me, I'm a photographer. I'm sharing pictures on the internet, you know? Um, It didn't get into like content that people are going to make sure they see and reels that they're going to not scroll past and things like that. It was just for the joy of doing it. Yeah. And so I think this is kind of like getting back into like, what do you just love doing? What just feels great for you? Um, I, I, years ago, I've had multiple incarnations of careers, but also hobbies. I used to design jewelry. And at one point I started getting into the business of it. Like I was trying to think of how, what's my next steps in actually taking this into a real business. Mm-hmm. And I realized the joy started getting sucked out of it. Mm-hmm. Like I had so much fun doing it. And then when I thought, oh, I have to now compete in a fashion industry. I have to market in a particular way. Just It was no longer fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and for some people, that, it doesn't work that way. For some people, it is fun, and it's great and cool, keep going that direction. But I think when stop, something stops being fun because you're trying to have it have a result or a metric, whether it's money or attention, you know, then, then that's where we get into trouble.
1: Why do you think that we get so far away from accessing it? One of the things that I've been doing for the past three years is giving myself a monthly assignment. And one of the things I assign myself is the idea of play. And the more I've done this repetitively, month over month over month, it'll be almost 50 months that I've done this assignment. I've narrowed the specter of what gets put in that play bucket, because I've become really attuned to the low stakes way that I can engage in self-expression and fun without going into uh, productivity pressures. Yes. But that's taken me a long time. And I've had to do that with purposeful intention every single month over month. Before that, I would have felt very, very far away from Aaron, what sounds like fun to you? How do you anticipate maybe overcoming that for people who join you for summer camp? Or how do you participate changing the way that we have the conversation so that people realize it's closer than they think? Because that's kind of what I try to put out there is like your own personal access to delight and joy is only a mindful moment away. Really, really. Mm-hmm. But I think that people have so much going on in their minds, both about the future and the past that we feel really, we feel like it's an uphill battle to get to get to an area of delight and joy. Right. I can't, I'm not sure where my question was in that. But what do you think
0: about that? No, I think it, I think I, I get where you're going. And sort of just that you've intentionally created these, you have found a way 50 months, right of, of putting this joy, joy, play practice into your life. And you realize probably at first you were overshooting, I bet. And then you found the medium way as you do, which is great. And you were like, oh, this is the, this is like the minimum I need to do. And this is the maximum. So like, what's the medium in there? And and I think that's exactly what you're saying, that it's it's not as far away as they think it is. Because it, it seems like, oh, you know, people come up with this idea of a hobby or something, it's like, well, then I'd have to buy this and then I'd have to do this, and then I'd have to right. I don't have enough time for that and the whole thing. So it's like okay, well, what's a simpler way you can get there? Right? What's a simpler way you can kind of capture the essence of that idea? So I'm thinking of something when I went into the time, energy, money, I went into something like skiing or something, right? It's expensive. It's expensive Mm -hmm. to buy all the equipment. It's expensive to get the slopes package. I actually read an article that now games like that are actually becoming for the elite. They're not even for the middle class. Oh, my gosh. Um, It's so expensive to do some of these kinds of things now. So they're not as accessible. And so then we just do nothing. Right. Mm. And so then instead of going, what am I actually trying to access there? I want like the sense of being outdoors. Okay. Well, is there another way I can get there? Or I want the sense of that getting lost in the athleticism of it. What's another way I can get there that's easier. So just, I think looking for what's the simpler metric and that's the summer camp. This is the summer camp idea is sort of like, what is someone's, you know, here's a, I come up with these seven different ideas of like how do you how do you let go of something? What's the simplest thing you can let go of? You know, mm. it's not that you have to declutter your entire house from start to finish that takes you a whole week and you're overwhelmed. And if you want to do that, great. But what's the simplest way you can just let go of something? Whether it's something somebody said to you that made you feel bad, <laughs> you know, just mm-hmm. let it go. Let it go. Yeah. Move on, right? Um, And it might not always be that easy. You might have to lean on something else, like writing it out or dancing it out or getting it out in some way, but just you find eventually that there's this sort of arsenal of simple, simple practices that you can lean on. I think I learned a lot of this going through therapy. Um, My therapist said something about that. She felt like there was sort of anger stuck in my body. Like there was a reason I wasn't having peace or joy I wasn't. And so I came up with an anger practice. I put on, I made a playlist of like angry nineties rock music. Alanis Morissette was one of the, one of the things in there. And I went and I cranked it up and I did, I gardened for like an hour. So it's really intense physical activity. I don't normally do that. I don't normally garden. And it was great. I was just like pulling weeds and listening to angry music. And I felt so much better and it wasn't a hard thing to do. So I think that's what it is. It's like what are, kind of really getting a sense of what you actually need and and play is a huge component. And as adults, again, unless we have the permission of being around children, we don't access that very often.
1: And I'll say as someone who is around children all the time, both at work and at home, is even when you're surrounded by children, you can often say, Well, that's nice for them, but it's not for me. You know? Yeah. Must be nice. You don't have to pay the mortgage. Must be nice. You don't have to fill the, fill the gas tank. Must be nice. You don't have to worry about signing signing you up for summer camp because you know a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of parents worry about summer camp as a way to make sure that they have alternative childcare in the summer or whatever it may be. So, right, I can totally see that even if you can see how your kids are accessing tactile joy or accessing. Mm-hmm mindful, low stakes opportunities for feeling their feelings or being in the moment. Mm -hmm. We do often segregate ourselves from that as adults because we feel like we have too many responsibilities to let go. Mm -hmm. So I wonder in a lot of ways, you know, how do we how do we convince people? What is the return on the investment for folks?
0: Yeah. I mean, the return on the investment, I think it's, again, it's like a kid when you look at kids in, on a rainy day, right? Or think of yourself in school. I remember when we had rain days in school, we couldn't go play outside and we watched movies and it was okay, but it wasn't playing outside. Like you didn't get your energy out. You didn't scream. You didn't get to like <laughs> be elated in a way that wasn't the indoor kind of voice, you know? Right, right. Um, as adults we have that same thing so there's this return on in- investment it's like greater peace greater satisfaction more calm you know and some of the ways we've tried to access them in adulthood especially is it's like drinking partying over time a lot of times a lot of us start to notice that doesn't actually that just makes us feel depleted and more burnt out the whole like i'm going to have a really stressful week and then i'm just going to go drink all weekend let go, you know, that kind of thing. That might be great. Sometimes it might be great for some people, but it's really, it's like, okay, if that didn't work, then what does? And Mm -hmm. I think that's the question is you have to kind of dig in and take time out and find actually what does for work for you. So it's an experiment in, in essence. And then when you find what works for you, then you can go, cool. This is the thing I know I can rely on when I'm feeling a certain kind of way. It's almost like then, you, then you're then you creating like a toolbox for yourself as a grown-up. Like I said, the anger kit where I'm like, put the playlist in, do the thing. Even if I have 15 minutes to do it, I can just like, yeah, you know, and get it out. And then I feel a lot better. And mm-hmm. so I think it's that taking that intentional time to set up these practices. Then the return on investment is that you have them like a makeup palette or a toolkit or something that's like, cool, what tool do I need to get over this thing, right? Because again, the tools you've used before are not necessarily reliable for you anymore.
1: Yeah, and then you can feel safe knowing that the tool is there. Yes. I think that's why people return to things like their weekend drinking or their complete disconnect or they're going to binge Netflix is because they know how to get to that tool. Mm
0: -hmm. And the
1: idea of trying something new is, well, I don't know how to get there and I need to feel better. I need to self-soothe or I need to numb out. And what I know works for me, uh, or is like, reliable, um, is what we tend Mm -hmm. to sustain. And it can feel really daunting and scary to come up with a new plan to come up with an anger kit. And to say, instead of that, I'm going to do this. Because what if it doesn't work? And what if, you know, I'm just kind of like left with left with a sense of unease or a sense of disappointment that I tried something new and it didn't work out. Mm -hmm. There was something you said in your reflection that was about simplifying, Mm -hmm. simplifying what we think we need is I think a lot of the times people will say, well, what I need is just two weeks off at the spa with no kids and no responsibilities. And that's what I need to feel better. Mm -hmm. But that's not going to be sustainable it's going to be resource intensive it's going to be like Mm -hmm. the high effort the highest of the high effort ways to refill your tank and to connect to your self-identity there's two different things i'm hearing from summer camp one of which is protected time to discover yourself through play and the other is that by discovering yourself you can potentially feel more grounded more rested, you can feel more certain uh, and more conviction about who you are and what you're bringing to the table. And that's a level of healing for a lot of people and episode 72 and episode 71 are both about healing recently, and so perhaps that's why it's like forefront in my mind, but what I I use the word healing and I kind of throw it around and I realize that that's not a word everybody's comfortable with. <laughs> healing is When you are sustainably feeling better than you did before, Mm. day over day over day, that's healing. Mm -hmm. Sustainability is a huge part of acknowledging whether you're healing or not. You can feel better after your weekend of drinking and numbing out, but reliably by Monday or Tuesday, that's not going to be sustained.
0: No, no.
1: (laughs) But I think that people worry more about the disappointment of what if your anger kit hadn't worked out? What if your anger kit just left you feeling more angry or not as not as um, resolved by the end?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing is being scared to try yeah. prevented me from doing it. I was scared that because I have, you know, fear of anger or whatever, I had judgment about anger, people getting angry. I thought, if I go there, then I'm going to be an angry person. And then I went, oh, no, wow. It's like the suppression of my anger in a healthy way. So I'm still going to have those emotions. But instead, they were just seeping out. It was anger was seeping out like all over the place. I was being passive aggressive in my communication. I was – so so it was like noticing that, that this there was like these underlying – or if you have like an underlying depressed – you know, not depression, but like an underlying kind of sadness or an underlying kind of, if you don't do something about it, it's going to keep like leaking out all over the place. I think what I'm trying to do with summer camp, it's sort of these like seven days that are really just different types of check-ins. And so then you could keep revisiting those when you go, oh, I'm sad. Hmm. Let me try to write it out. I'm sad. Hmm, Let me try to dance it out. Like trying these different practices that are, physical things in your body um, that can be very simple, as simple as something that's 15 minutes, what a difference that makes in your entire day because the avoiding of them is the problem because then we get into this, well, I have to go on a spa weekend and it's sort of this dramatic. I'm either going to be upset most of the year, and then I'm on vacation one week, and everything's fine. And that's just to me not a great way to live. It's not a medium way to live. It's like a maximum. I don't know. You know, like you, you for 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 instance, too, this like summer camp. I have to say is very inspired by what you do with your gratitude practice um, because having this like daily, it does make a difference for people that you share it because. It's great. Sometimes you're like, all right, one minute. And you can just tell you're like not feeling it, but you're doing it anyway. And because you're doing it on Instagram, you got to do it. And it's great because sometimes it's like the smallest thing, but that you're shifting your mindset to like, this feels like a crappy day, but I'm going to pick one thing Mm -hmm. to be grateful for. It does shift your thinking. And so I think that's what this is, is the anger actually shifted my thinking to like, you know what? It's okay that I felt angry. Like I feel safe now knowing that I could like let that go in a healthy way that wasn't me hurting someone else or affecting someone else. Yeah. You know, I, I wish I had a rage room. They don't have those here, but you know, that's the thing where you go and you like smash stuff. Mm. I mean, it supposedly is really cathartic for people. Because there's that there still is that science says that whole thing in our amygdala of uh, chasing the tiger. yep. you know, if something stressful happens to us, our brain does not know the difference. It thinks we're being chased by a tiger. And if we actually don't like expel that energy and go run or do something physical with our body, it kind of stays with us. If We don't kind of disrupt that cycle, it's just always at coming at a low level.
1: Mm hmm. mm -hmm. I'm thinking of the book, and maybe you've you've read it as well, which is uh, burnout by Emily and Amelia Nagoski talks a lot about closing the cycle, closing the cycle. So you have the stress, you have the stressful response. And then that stress, the stressful event is gone, but the stress remains in your body. And then you just like, store it away in different parts of you without a way to expel it and there's different ways to do that for sure I was gonna say I have heard although I haven't tried this myself that throwing ice cubes against a brick wall is very cathartic if you don't have a rage room but you have ice to just go outside maybe put on your Alanis Morissette and throw ice (laughs) um, and tell me let me know super dramatic
0: I like it. I like the visual. I want a video, like a slow motion ice smashing (laughs) video to look at with the music. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I think it's also as being a former performer myself, Ah. I didn't realize this is an interesting thing too, is that anybody that's done like something theatrical like that, like you had sort of these dramatic moments in your life, right? These grandiose emotional things. And so you tend to kind of keep creating that drama in your own life. And so there's got to be ways to like play that out, so to speak, play out the drama, play out the joy, play out the, the craziness of it all. But yeah, I just, I love kind of seeing the drama of that visual of something, you know, there's, there is some, there's, if you don't have that moment, there's some visualizations and things you can do where you're like imagining the ice smashing and blowing up or something like that too, that that has been shown to be effective. Some kind of meditation visualizations where you're doing that too. So yeah, just I think that's what it is, is just finding what works for you and sticking with it because that's the thing. I mean, if with you, with you, your daily gratitude practice, and I have one as well, um, it's something you have to keep sticking with because there's no like, we're done, we're cooked, we're finished. Stuff yeah. is going to keep coming up mm-hmm. constantly. I was going to say, you keep waiting for the other shoe to drop when stuff comes up and then you go, you know what? The other shoe is going to keep dropping. Guess what? It's going to keep happening. And so- you have to keep doing the, the things that work for you. It's making me think uh, one of the things
1: we kept saying during the pandemic was when this is all over, right? when this is all over, when this is all over. Yeah. And now in 2023, I think we're reconciling with a fair bit of anger and disappointment and loss that, well, maybe that is over, that lockdown, that sense of fear of the unknown, but we're never going back. We're never going back to that world the way things were. Mm -mm. And that's very painful. And that makes people feel like they've sort of been cheated out of something. And they're bringing that emotion to all kinds of interactions, all kinds of things. It's motivating people in lots of lots of different ways. To go back to gratitude, and thank you for saying that. um, I appreciate that. It's something that you are benefiting from and, and that you're sharing your own practice with me as well. So... I do on Instagram every day in my stories go and usually in my car right before I hop on the train, I talk for one or two minutes about something that I'm grateful for. And that is uh, actually to go back to what you were talking about, the ski vacation Right. It's like, mm-hmm. let's think smaller. Let's get to the same sense, sensations, touch, taste, feeling, experience without actually spending $10,000 on a ski vacation. Gratitude in a lot of ways is about getting smaller. It's about thinking on the smallest level in this very moment. What can you activate in yourself as a sense of gratitude and then you get stronger at it but you have to practice you have to practice and so okay yes of course some people say to me it's so interesting watching you share your gratitude because you think of things I never would have thought of and usually I'm like I'm grateful for the weather I'm grateful for my coffee I'm grateful for my family and then the next day they're like well I guess we'll start with weather again (laughs) you know? And so I always try to <laughs> And that's fair, right? That's fair. Some people yeah. say like I had I had a gratitude practice and I felt like I was just listing the same things every day. And I try to tell people is it's not about novelty, right? I'm not listing things so that I can find something new every day. I'm telling you what I'm grateful for so that I can go into the smallest most sustainable part of myself that carries my identity and my joy forward and access whatever I'm thinking about. But sometimes I say to people, well, if it's your coffee again, then think about the thing about your coffee that you're grateful for today. So today I'm grateful for, and I have an iced coffee right here. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for this iced coffee because I went to the drive-thru. I got it. I put my dog in the back of the car and my dog, I put the windows down and my dog was just like sniffing the air And I had the air going through and then I had this iced coffee and I'm really grateful because it was just this like 10 minute drive through the drive through with my iced coffee and my dog. And it couldn't have been a simpler moment of like things were okay in that moment. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm grateful for my coffee. If I'm grateful for my coffee tomorrow, it might not be that moment. It might be that I pulled down a mug that I hadn't used in a long time and reminded me of a trip that I took 10 years ago. And made me think back to the person I was 10 years ago and feel super grateful for her and all the things that she didn't know she was going to go through, but that she was super strong and able to overcome. And I poured the coffee into that cup and I held that cup and I thought about the person who bought that cup. And that's why I'm grateful for my coffee today. That's practice. That takes practice. And I always like to ask people, why are you grateful for your coffee today? Why is it today that you're grateful for coffee? What's going on today? Mm -hmm. What do you need from your coffee that you're getting back from coffee? And that's probably something that's going to evolve and change. And that's why I encourage and I try to role model on Instagram. It's not just about me saying, hey, everybody, gratitude time. Today, I'm grateful for coffee. Have a great day. Love you. Bye. I try to role model and explain. Why I'm grateful for coffee or how I came to have that coffee in my life. And I keep saying coffee, coffee, coffee. But this is something, this is something that comes up often. You really like your coffee,
0: don't you? (laughs) No,
1: but people say to me, how do you go beyond just being grateful for coffee or your healthy family? Well,
0: because it's like, it's like anything. It's not about the coffee. Yeah. Yeah. It's about you choosing to celebrate something. Yes. In your life. Even when it's small, even when it's like, this is a boring, mundane day, because the days, especially, I mean, this was majorly during the pandemic, the days just leveled off. They were just like, what day is it? I don't know what's happening. Everybody was joking about it, right? Without certain external factors of kids going back to school or this or that or the other, you know, dates and times what day is it? I don't know what's happening anymore. Everything feels the same, right? And so it makes it's the way especially if you're at the beginning of your day. It's like it makes it special already. Uh-huh. Today is are you're already winning today, right? Yeah. And yeah. so it's like it really does catapult you forward into something you know, what I notice is I will do a gratitude practice in the day and I'm like, look at me, I have gratitude, I'm working out, I'm meditating, I feel great in the beginning of the day. And then the end of the day starts to happen and I'm like, oh, I don't, what where to go? What happened? It was fleeting. Because you have to keep doing it. And so even then I've noticed like doing in, in the evening something about like, wow, you know, it's easy to beat myself up for what I didn't do that day or what I should have done or what I did wrong or whatever and it, instead it's like what well, you know what, what what did i win today or what did what was great about today or what was special about today or something like that and sort of mm. instagram is a great way in a way to again like the beauty of the old school instagram was to capture a picture and share it and people other people see it so they know how great your day was right it's not that we're trying to create fomo or or comparison trap stuff for people it's really that we're wow. like celebrating a moment and so Yeah, if you suddenly, you're like, you know what, I feel great. I'm going to take a picture of myself. I'm going to take a picture of the light coming through the window or whatever it is, whatever way you have to sort of celebrate that moment. There is a great movie uh, with Kirsten Dunst, Orlando Bloom, I think. I can't remember who the other actor is. Basically his dad has died and, and he meets her and she has this very cute thing she does in the movie where she's just like, she's taking a picture just with her hands to like capture a moment. She does it like throughout the movie and it's really special because it's just like, I just want to capture that moment and walk away. Like that's a perfect moment. And she's just taking this second to just absorb the moment, you know? And so that's what gratitude does, right? I think for me, the
1: reason gratitude really works is because it's about connection. You can connect to yourself, you can connect to your environment. You might be connecting to your family. You might be connecting to the bigger picture. I have just seen time and time again that connection always helps people feel better. I've never once heard anybody say after true connection that they feel worse. But again, connection is not just about like being surrounded by people. You know, that can actually sometimes be super lonely. You can just be surrounded by people without connection and feel super lonely. I do think that connection is sort of the key to unlocking a lot of that experience for people. It definitely has been key to me unlocking that sense of peace and wholeness and self-acceptance through sharing it with other people. But what do you think about that? You know, like the concept of connection, how are you how are you seeing that play out when you're when you're kind of observing observing things?
0: yeah I definitely think um connect it's connection with self like you're saying because mm. i I even notice i I'm trying to people more often lately so we my husband and I have moved to a place where um, it, it's actually where I grew up but I still don't know a lot of people here so we're needing to try try to meet new people we're trying to do new things we're sort of like giving ourselves assignments to go do social things and so there was a couple of things I've done over the past, Whatever a couple of weeks, and I felt really disconnected. I felt like, wow, I'm around all these people, but I feel alone. Like, what is that? And I thought about it. And I'm like, oh, it's because I'm not connected to myself right now. Mm. And so that that key connection was like, I didn't type, take time to sort of drop in. And then I was at one of these events, and there was a stranger. I was sitting next to. It happened to be. There was a food court and there was like these giant round tables, which was great because you had to sit next to people Mm -hmm. and just talk to strangers. Of course, you're going to talk to them. And it was great. I had this amazing connected conversation. It was fantastic. And I thought, okay, well, sometimes I might not have felt connected to myself, but immediately when I dropped in and had a conversation with someone, I was like, this feels like magic. This feels like I couldn't make this up. You know, I couldn't, I didn't know this was how my it's like changed my whole day to have that one conversation. So yeah, I, I like to call it uh too like micro connections. Like it's very important to go. This is another thing that didn't happen as much during the pandemic for those of us that work from home. Um, you know, you walk to a coffee shop, you talk to the barista, you have these little tiny interactions, you talk to your neighbor walking their dog down the street. Those can be really meaningful even without saying a lot. Yeah. You're just, you know, connecting with another human. So even the moments of having gratitude is you connecting with whether it's connecting with the coffee, connecting with a plant that you see growing, connecting, you're just connecting with something outside of yourself that makes you more present.
1: Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we try to think about like our ideal selves versus our actual selves. And we disconnect from the present moment because that's our real self. And we try to plug into our ideal selves. But what happens in the gap is a lot of self-judgment. Yeah. How do you plan to tackle that for people during summer camp? Because I would imagine a lot of people are going to show up and say, I'm summer camping wrong. I'm joying wrong. I'm being
0: being delighted (laughs) in the wrong way. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Part of the reason, again, that I created Summer Camp was because something I deal with with my branding clients is they don't feel unique enough. They're comparing themselves to other people. They think they should be somewhere they're not in their businesses. You know, there's all this like, okay, but wait a minute. That's like, let's get into the magic of who you are and specialness and uniqueness of who you are. And so, you know, it's interesting you say, cause there's actually like another course that I offer where I have this moment where it's like, this is, this might be hard. This is the moment where it gets hard. And so I'm going to invite you to get up and like dance around. I actually put like a, this one course I had, it was like, what's your favorite song? It was like, great. Cue that up. Dance around right now. You know um, this is sort of the moment I knew it was, was getting like heady in the course. Ah. And so I have little kind of, I have the course structured in a way sort of that it's, they're, they're moving through their body, if you will. And sort of kind of leaning back on my former dance training and things like that to go, okay, there's some moments of stillness, but there's some, it's, it might get too heavy. So let's find a way to shake that up. Let's take some deep breaths. Let's do some things that sort of snap you out of your head. And so that's, that's sort of intentionally what this summer camp is doing. It's, it's cause it's easy for people to go, yes, I, I want to make sure I'm, checking all the boxes right or doing all the things right. And so it's me constantly putting in little notes about permission slips. Like here's your permission slip to nobody's watching. It's just you. Everything's going to be okay. You know what I mean? You have to, whatever it is you have to say to yourself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You, I let you say on the, on the podcast, it's always, I'm like, is this the thing people say to their kids? But like, you're doing a good job. You say that on your Instagram stories and things like that and your podcast. Yeah. And I love that because we don't do that enough. Right. And so it's easy to, be going through something and just beating yourself up about you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Instead of reminding yourself, hey, but I'm doing it. Like yeah. who cares if it's wrong? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm doing it. Right. Because yes. I am definitely a I'd say a perfectionist slash recovering perfectionist. Um, I want to do it perfect. And sometimes I don't do something if I don't think I'm gonna do it perfect. I won't right. let myself self fail, so right. to speak. Right. And that really gets in the way of my joy and my peace and Mm. my growth. And so it's the same thing with that. As I mentioned, the anger practice was like, here's something that's literally get, I'm avoiding this thing that is actually getting in the way of me moving forward. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even know it.
1: The other thing we battle in our perfectionism is that we think it's kind of shameful to try, or we don't give a lot of airtime to people who are trying. We don't put a lot of value on trying. You're trying. Like, like come back when you're done. When you've wrapped it up Mm -hmm. and you've got something to offer, come back then. You know, if you're trying, keep that behind the curtain. Keep that behind closed doors. You know, you're a performer. You would never have gone on stage to try, you know, to try. Right. And you would go when it's polished and perfect and ready for consumption by others. And so we don't see trying as being a public effort. And so we do it privately in our own homes and or in our own spaces or maybe with really trusted people. But I think even then we don't bring a lot of our like super try moments. Mm -mm. And that's something that I also want to bring to my gratitude practice because it's not a scripted moment. I really don't have a list of things. I, I come up with it in the three minutes before I post it on social media and there are some things that I Mm. say, you know, it's for you or it isn't. I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to keep coming back day after day after day. And so now we're at the point where I've been doing it for well over a year. I'm probably not trying in the same way. But there are days when I show up and I'm like, "Okay, we're going to dig super deep today for whatever she's going to be grateful for, because I have to really try. I have to really try to access that.
0: Yeah, I'm wondering where the gap is between the trying and the doing. Like, at what point are you actually doing it? What point do you – what what is the determining factor that trying turns into? No, I'm actually doing it. I'm not trying. What does Yoda say? Come on.
1: Trying is doing it. If you're trying it, you're doing it. Anything else before that is not doing it. Once you start trying, you're doing it.
0: Yeah, I think trying – like, again, like Yoda said, trying implies – you're gonna do it but you're not really doing it like i'll try i'll I'll try to make it no you you know somebody's really not going to go if they say i'll try to make it <laughs> that's like a weird thing that we say i'll try to i'll try to stop by like they're no not going to yeah yeah because mostly they just don't want to say they're gonna stop by and then flake out or bail so that's why they say try so it sort of leaves the door open it's just funny how we fake ourselves out in these ways
1: well i think i think between the between the lines is commitment right like the yoda the yoda Mm. phrase that you're accessing is do or do not there is no try like you're either committed or you're not committed right in between is this sort of like waffle but what i'm trying to say is The trying has value. You are doing Mm -hmm. something of value when you're trying. And that's worth sharing with people because the connection is the most important thing. If I am going to connect with you, but only when I'm ready, only when I'm perfect,
0: Mm.
1: not when I'm trying. I only have value to you. I only can connect with you when I'm ready and complete.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: then I miss out on all the opportunities to connect to you while I'm trying. Mm -hmm. You know, we even think that way about our kids or our relationships is, you know, is like, I'm trying to be a good mom. And some days I get it and some days I don't. But every day I'm trying to be a good mom. I deserve
0: connection with my kids. Well, just the fact to me, it's like the fact you're trying to be a good mom means you're being a good mom. (laughs) Like there's... There is something interesting in that. Just the fact that you're trying means that you're already being that. And then there's the tipping point is then it turns into a habit. It feels weird when you stop doing a like if you don't, like it feels strange for me if I don't meditate, I'm like, wow, I really feel different the days that I don't meditate. Huh? That has to be a non-negotiable then, even if I find a simpler way to do it than my normal way. Um, Mm -hmm. I can just breathe for a couple minutes and that's meditating too. It's, it's like, oh, it feels awkward. It feels like something's wrong. I don't walk every day. It feels like something's not, something's missing all day long. Like, what is it? What is it? Oh yeah. I didn't walk. I didn't meditate. Like, these are the things that are just a habit now, essentially is what I'm saying. Like I had to try and then they became habits. That's right. And so I think for you the gratitude practice is like you you tried, you tried, you tried, and now it's a habit. And it's mm-hmm. funny, even sometimes you'll go like, Oh, okay, I guess it, I guess this is my practice, right? <laughs> like, I love when you I love how you name them when you go car gratitude, yeah. or you say tra- train platform <laughs> gratitude. I really like that it's like named in a way that um this is gratitude but like here's the flavor yeah the flavor is I'm like walking my dog gratitude I think that's so cool because again most people would go well I didn't do it in the car and they're not gonna do it yeah yeah that's true they're like weird this is weird I'm walking amongst people I'm gonna talk about myself while I'm walking amongst people but you're like nope I have to do my gratitude thing I do it every day this is how I have to do it right now
1: I still fight a little bit of what you're saying and I and I don't think you're being quite as dogmatic mm-hmm. but it can become a trap which is that if I don't do it every day it's trash and I'm trash you know everything ah. is trash so you have to be careful about that too because there is an element of perfectionism it's sneaky I have to do gratitude every day. And if I don't, something's wrong. Well, that disconnects me from the entire purpose of engaging in the gratitude practice because then gratitude, doing gratitude every day becomes something that I can berate myself for. It's a way to dip into self-judgment. I didn't do it today and that means something's wrong. That means I'm gonna be off. That means I'm gonna experience feelings that I might not want to experience today. Instead of saying something like, This is what gratitude practice allows me on the days when I do it. And I can benefit Mm. from gratitude practice even if I do it 20% of the days of the year. I can benefit from gratitude practice if I even do it one day a week. Mm -hmm. And I can benefit from gratitude practice probably even if I do it one day a month. So we expect these degrees of consistency that are hard to achieve, and I think if you read the book Atomic Habits by James Clear, some of which I would kind of like say, I love that book, take it with a grain of salt, because, you know, he's like this, like he's an uber
0: minimalist. So, yeah, <laughs> he's an he's a
1: uber minimalist and he comes from a very unique and p- privileged point of view. But mm-hmm. within that is about the degree of consistency you need to experience change. That degree of consistency is so much smaller than we expect it's so much smaller than we expect yeah you can you can change something by five five degrees and you can experience benefits exactly you know so that's that's just a little bit of me on my high horse a little bit when I when I do carry around you know like I've said this in a recent podcast is like mm-hmm. I carry around a stone in my belly if I'm not doing things according to the rules. The rules are every day when I get in my car and I'm about to go to the train, I record car gratitude. If I break the rules, then I have to feel bad all day. But I have to really like and that used to be something that drove my life probably for five years. Wow. I didn't I didn't get up and do yoga again at 5 a.m. And I'm feeling crappy Mm -hmm. about that. But Mm -hmm. tomorrow morning, I'm also probably not going to get up and do yoga and I'm going to let myself feel bad about the things I'm not doing instead of, like you said, at the end of the day check in and feel good about the things I am doing. You know, that's why I tell people every day, right. you're, doing, you're doing such a good job. You know, it's simple permission for people to say, I actually might be doing
0: a good job.
1: You know, it's 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 a simple repetition it's
0: repetition of the message. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's the Yeah, it's the thing we forget is just the fact you made it through the day is you're doing a good job. Like you're alive. You're actually alive today. You made it. Yeah, you did a thing, whatever way it looked. Yeah, yeah. And I think it is like you said that perfection, because I definitely I my friend of mine used to say that I I love a good program. I like to make like, now here's my latest workout program, I'm going to do this, this, And I like, you know, come come up with this structure, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I do it this way. And then what happens something I have an early call on Tuesday, I can't do the thing the way and what I'm learning is to get creative around well, how can I do it today? Instead of, oh, I didn't do the thing and I just quit and I beat myself up all day, it's like, okay, what's another way I could do that? Cool. I can just do some jumping jacks right now. I could just do some push ups right now. Like that takes me a couple, you know what I mean? There's some way to still say, wow, I still did the thing, even if it wasn't the intended way. Yeah. And then to pat myself on the back for doing that, for mm-hmm. like checking in and going, cool, I can still find a way to do that because mm-hmm. it's important to me. And so I think there's, yeah, we get in this, something's important to you. And it starts to get farther and far away from us. Yeah. We get more and more disconnected the more we beat ourselves up and then we never do it. Yeah. And I believe me with branding and websites too, especially I'll see people just go into this, like they never fin- never want to finish because it's never good enough. And it's like, this is the version that we're putting out there. This is the version of you that exists. That's now, this is as good as it gets this looks great. Here we go. And I have to sort of cheerlead through the process. So yeah, it's cheerleading yourself through the day. It's, I did five, you know, I did 5%, whatever, whatever works for you. Right. It's like, I'm still doing a gratitude practice, even though like I haven't given up on it. I did it yesterday. I'm okay. That's just today. You know,
1: that's right. That's right. This is just today. <laughs> yeah. You're making me think, though, it might be fun to do an end-of-the-day check-in mm-hmm. as another opportunity to,
0: you know, have connection and be with people. Yeah, because another one of the the gratitude, uh, gratitude meditation I did the other day was from Corey Mascara, and he said something like, you do, like, gratitude forward, so you're grateful for, like, what hasn't happened. Sort of a visualization of, like, well, I'm grateful for how that meeting went today, or I'm grateful for... You know, how nice the day was, whatever. It sort of sets the tone for your day in a way. Um, And then, yeah, doing sort of an end of the day check-in. Like, wow, you know what? I did something really hard today. And it's so easy to just plow through those things. Like, I made it. I'm fine. Instead of like, wow, that was amazing. How can I celebrate myself? Yeah, I love that. Is it a treat? Is it just a moment of me patting myself on the Mm -hmm, back? Is mm -hmm. it sharing something on Instagram? Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, my, my brain is going in all kinds of different directions right now. Thank you, Bridget. Thanks. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's let's wrap up and tell people. Mm-hmm. Where they can find information about summer camp if they're interested, um how they can get in contact with you, when does summer camp start and and so we can get the people who are really like ready to go in, go all in and give it their all, they can uh, benefit from the from the camp.
0: My my new website domain name uh bridgetbakerbranding.com and then summer-camp. Summer-camp. So we'll put that in the show notes. Yeah, it's $51 cuz I turned 51 and <laughs> Like I said, it's a week's worth of content. You don't have to show up for any videos. You don't have to show up for any meetings. You can do it completely at your own speed. If you want to check in with me and have a session with me or something like that to kind of consult, chat over those kinds of things and take if you want to take it forward into other other pieces of branding and things like that too, then I offer those as well. So. Great.
1: I mean, very affordable. It's probably going to be cheaper than like a dinner out. It's going to last you an entire week. It's going to be asynchronous and you can check in when you need to and check out when you can't. It's going to be there for you and it's going to give you those boundaries and that protected space to, you know, step into yourself with joy and delight. I'm excited. I'm going to, I'm going to definitely be a part of it and, um... I look forward to enjoying the the camp, the
0: process. Yeah, thank you. It'll be open all summer, so it's going to close down September 1st. So Perfect. Yeah, so it's just a summer thing. If you miss it, then who knows? I'll have a winter camp. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It starts June 20th, so when someone signs up, basically they get dripped a lesson to them every day for Mm -hmm. seven days, and then at the end of the seven days, they have access to all of them. So if you don't want to do them in that seven-day period, you can do them all at once, so you can Netflix binge them, but it's sort of it's sort of like a dripped out one one lesson a day kind of
1: thing. And what will happen week. for people who sign up after the twentieth? They sign up
0: after, then they just get they'll get all the lessons at once.
1: Okay. Okay. So. This episode will go live on June 21st, so people who are interested in signing up can go ahead and sign up, and they can expect those lessons to just be accessible to them, and they can self-pace themselves through asynchronously, connect with you, and enjoy all that the course has to offer, which will be available to them until the end of the summer.
0: And I recommend doing it with a buddy, too. I think accountability helps a lot. Yep. Yeah, so doing it with a buddy and kind of you can check in with each other and experiment and it's kind of fun that You can even do activities together and things like that.
1: Amazing. Bridget, where can people find you outside of summer camp? Outside
0: of summer camp, Instagram. <laughs> it's Bridget Baker Branding is my Instagram channel. Amazing. And then my website is BridgetBakerBranding.com. Bridget so those are the two best places. It mainly Instagram, that's right. That's where I hang out with Medium Life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <It's on Instagram. laughs> Or I listen to your podcast every day when I'm walking or whatever. Oh, you're so sweet. It's the best walking podcast of all. I'm telling oh, you. Oh, hey. I, that is, I need to go re- re-review because it is. Some of them are get too long. To have it. the perfect length. Usually, except this one's going to be long. Put it on
1: 1.2 times speed or 1.5 times speed. There you uh, go. It can, hel- yes. it can help you. Bridget, it's been a joy talking with you as always. Happy, happy birthday, my dear friend. Thank you
0: so much. I'm so glad to be here.
1: And uh, we'll have you back on season four. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) Thanks everybody for joining us. Thanks to Bridget for joining me today. Uh, If you want to catch up on anything that we talked about during the episode, you can go ahead and find that in the show notes. I'm so grateful for your time today. Bridget and I know that your time and attention are precious and we don't take it for granted. Uh, Until we talk to you again, we want you to know you're doing a really, really good job. And we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. Please make sure to reach out and connect on Instagram with me. I can be found at medium.lady over there. If you have any feedback about today's conversation, you can head to the pink tile in my feed for the latest episode and we can always continue the conversation over there. If you like this podcast, please make sure to share a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you love this podcast, please share it on social media. Be sure to tag me so I can personally thank you for growing our community. Finally, be sure to follow this podcast wherever you're listening and make sure your notifications are on. Don't forget, you're doing such a good job. Bye.